I'm Casey Grime. And I'm Amanda White. Welcome and thanks for coming Inside the Co-Talk Classroom. Thank you so much for joining us for episode two of Inside the Co-Talk Classroom. This is going to be our first content-based podcast where we really dig into what's been going on inside of our classroom for the past two weeks. So this week, the amazing Casey Grine is going to be in the hot seat as this is math-focused, and she has been leading our math class for the last two weeks. Welcome, Casey. Thank you. So can you please... Fill us in. What math topic have you been focusing on these past two weeks, and where do you plan on going with it? So these past two weeks have been extremely focused on our mathematical properties. So we've been going over the identity property, associative property, the commutative property, and the distributive property. We really focused on some examples and the vocabulary aspects last week. And this week, we focused more on how can we apply those, how can we create um, examples of these different properties, and now how do we use them? Why, why do they matter? So this week, we got into the order of operations a bit more and how do we work through um, different math expressions, making sure that we're going in the order that's necessary, and then how can we use these different properties applied within the order of operations. Um, where we plan on going next, next week we are still going to be placing a really large focus on the order of operations and we have a really fun um, climb the mountain activity that I'm really excited for that we're going to be starting off next week with. So students will be just laser focused in on how do we use the order of operations and how do we apply those mathematical properties to our expressions and how we evaluate those. That's awesome. Thanks for giving us that information. So it sounds like you you listed off a couple different properties in order of operations. It sounds like it's been pretty vocabulary heavy. So how have you combated such vocabulary heavy math topics? You know, it's been challenging. Vocabulary isn't really something that we need to focus on as much with math. It's more how do we work through these processes and all these operations. So partnering with you was actually my favorite part of meeting this. So last quarter, Amanda was leading math and she started an interactive math vocabulary notebook. So we've used our platform Schoology and Amanda created a Google slide Mm -hmm. that every student can go back to and add in this vocabulary. So I tried really hard to make sure that students were going through and utilizing that vocabulary notebook, if you will, even though it's digital. So they were asked to go through and add in all of the properties into their interactive notebook just to kind of front load that vocabulary as they were learning each property. From there, I started to notice that students just were kind of generalizing each of these different properties and having misconceptions on which one was which. Mm -hmm. So my plan kind of diving into Um, the end of this week they actually took an assessment and after getting the feedback from that assessment from my students I realized that they were not ready yet and that that was okay for us yeah and so we took um, what was supposed to be a summative assessment and we turned it into a formative assessment and now moving into next week not only are we going to apply but we're going to be practicing and giving a lot more examples as well as having more visual posters up for the students so that they have those reference points before we keep moving forward. We're just gonna keep spiraling back. Um, Another idea that we partnered on was creating like a daily Kahoot, which is a really fun quiz 
app that we can use with our students to just really quickly do like five minutes of practice. And then we're gonna have a leaderboard to kind of get our students into like this fun competitive mode with one another to see how much they've been growing individually and how much we've been growing as a class to learn all of these different properties. That's amazing. It sounds like we're gonna start to put that retrieval into place. And so many people focus on that application piece but if we don't have that retrieval, it's very, very hard for us to have our kids apply something. And so that sounds like such an amazing way in order to add that retrieval to continue building on those skills while we move forward into something else. Yeah, absolutely. And I loved your idea to make it just like five minutes so that we get the retrieval, but we still are making sure that we're meeting all the standards that our students need through different um, application processes. That's awesome. So cool, I love it. So when we go into the content, I would like for us to have some signature questions here just because of the nature of who we are and what we do. So we do focus on the fact that we are a co-taught classroom, which means we're meeting the needs of every single type of learner that could possibly come into our classroom. So could you just share with us a little bit about, or just one aspect of how you met the needs of all of your learners this week? I think what was really helpful is that we kept spiraling the review. Right now we have students both asynchronously learning, which means that they're at home and they're a little bit more independent, um, which requires a lot more um, instructional videos and practice at home. And then when they're with us synchronously, which means that they're sitting in the classroom with us, we spiral back to that and we really make sure that we're covering the topics again that they worked on at home. So by closing those feedback loops, we retargeted what they were working on for those independent days. And then when they were with us, we could both be walking around the classroom and monitoring what they were really successful with, as well as making sure that anything that we noticed was not as successful. Both of us could jump in and meet those needs of those learners as we were just walking through the classroom and getting in some more practice. That's amazing. I love the accommodation piece of having that video that's available to all students when they're at home because then it really allows us to be in their living room or their kitchen or their bedroom with them when they're not able to be inside of our classroom. One of my favorite things also was we actually used, and we had a snow day this week, so I took a lesson that was supposed to be an at-home lesson and I actually used it for our warm-up. And so I asked student to watch a students to watch a video whether they were at home that day or in class. And they watched it, they took notes, and then they were gonna do some practice along with that video during their at-home day. So. I reminded them within the instructions for that practice that they could go back and re-watch that video. And so it gives them just really accessible learning with those instructional videos that were created so that they can revisit if they are feeling stuck or have any misconceptions. Awesome. That's really good for all of our parents out there to know as well that may not have done sixth grade math in a while that those videos are just available and they can direct students, their children, over to those videos that are posted in Schoology. Yeah, absolutely. So if your student is at home and working through something independently and they ask you for support and you say, I don't know, 
ask them, hey, was there an instructional video that you were able to watch with this? Or was this something that you learned in an in-person day? And then it just allows you to really quickly um, see what we're learning and kind of get that refresher for yourself. And then you can also be helping your students at home if that's what they're asking for. Amazing. Awesome. So the next place that I'd like to go is with retrieval. So one of the things that we're, we're focusing on in all of our classes is making sure that kids are constantly pulling that information out of their brain because that's how they form those memories. So for any of those parents that are out there that are listening, can you give maybe two to three retrieval questions that they might be able to ask their child at home, which would help elevate the learning even more? Absolutely. So not only am I gonna give you these retrieval questions, but also if you visit our blog page, I'm gonna give you the answers to those retrieval questions. That's awesome. That's way when, that way when you ask your students, you are 100% sure that that's the correct answer that they're giving you. And then you guys can just keep learning together at home also. So my first retrieval question that you can be asking your students at home is what happens if any number is multiplied by one? Once they give you the answer to that, you can follow up with what math property is that? That way they're building in that vocabulary through the retrieval practice as well. My second question would be, what does an exponent mean? Then after they're able to kind of define what that is, you can ask them, what would the expression be for four to the power of three? By asking these retrieval questions, you're really targeting and letting your student know, hey, I know what's going on in the classroom, and I really want for you to keep digging down deep into your brain to make sure that it's still growing as you're working, whether you're at home or at school. That's awesome. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to see if this connection between home and school just helps us see even more growth than what we've already seen this year. I feel so confident that it will. That's, this retrieval has been so helpful for them. That's awesome. I'm, I'm so excited about this. Do you have any other highlights from this week that you kind of want to put out there and share? I'd say just our class is so great. Like we have so many just conversations between the two of us of wow, like they were so engaged in the lesson and they were so focused and we're really seeing students advocating for themselves a lot more, which means that if they feel stuck, they feel comfortable enough to ask us questions. And apart from that, just a highlight on its own is the excitement that the students get when they finally are grasping the concepts. Yeah. Oh my gosh, like having students verbally say, wow, I totally get this, is like the biggest moment for us as educators. And so that's been happening within the classroom. Um, I think two specific times are just like right in the front of my memory right now. And those are highlights every single time that they happen. So amazing. I love the enthusiasm. So that's about it. We're going to wrap up for today. Thank you for listening in and joining the conversation. And we hope that next week you're going to join the conversation and step into our co-taught classroom again as we dig into language arts.